What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Seth Macy is joining us today. Hi. Always a pleasure from the great state of Maine. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Whole Hot different time in- zone. He's simulating Seth Macy while playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. Have you been playing Microsoft Flight Simulator? I have been playing a lot of Microsoft. The question is, has he been doing anything else? (laughs) I know. (laughs) He took a picture. Problem. Seth, you need to show through the picture of the office that you showed some of us. He flew over the office. It looks. It's got the awning. It's like our actual building. It's insane. Seriously. Yeah, yeah it's built I'm out drop, San Francisco. Into, I'm dropping it into the Slack chat now, and you can see okay. that. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll look at it after the show. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about a new, a surprise new GI Joe game that just got announced. Uh, we're going to talk about a new show that's coming to Netflix very soon that should be relevant to your interests, listeners and viewers. But first, the big news this week, the shocking news this week, is that Halo Infinite has been delayed out of the Xbox Series launch window into 2021. Uh, Xbox Series X has lost its big uh, launch exclusive, what would have been its killer app, what could have been one of the biggest launch games of all time. Uh, who would like to begin? Sam, what, what, what did you make of this news? I mean, I, 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 I'm an Xbox a person. I'm playing most of my games on Xbox right now. And it's not because I really like that system better than the other system. It's just like, I don't know, just decided to go with it. And I'm going to I'm going to go with it again, but I don't know what I'm going to be playing on my Xbox this fall. <laughs> hmm. I mean, you I'm, can, I'm you can play Cyberpunk now. and Assassin's Creed Valhalla on it. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's the more powerful system, right? So, like, I still want the more powerful system. That That's that's the thing I want uh, for for Cyberpunk, for example. And, and if all things are e- equal, then I want it for Assassin's Creed and, like, the other third-party games. So I do know I'm yeah. going to play those games. But I, if it comes out, like, like we got some news this week that it might come out a little bit earlier than we thought like there's earlier these, uh, in november yeah there's these release dates on like packaged controllers it's in november 6 like if there's like a month lead on the on everything else and there are if i guess cyberpunk could still be out in that window but i might be really yeah we'll, we'll see i don't know I just, it's 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 very confusing but i'm definitely not going to wait to purchase one i'm still one one this fall well i think you also play most of the halo games too so were you bummed yeah. about the that you, are you just bummed that you're not getting a halo game this year you know what? I've seen a lot of takes about you know how Halo it'll end up better and like maybe it'll help the staff not crunch and stuff like that. Uh, for me, like Halo is a fall game and like just like for if it, all, everything else was was gone, I'd really like to be playing Halo for the fall. That's what I want to do. When mm. when things get chilly outside, I want to play a Halo game. Just <laughs> like well, how much I want to watch the Lord of the Rings movies then or go sure. trick or treating, right? Like that. That's the season. <laughs> so it, it seems a little that 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 purely narrow. Like vibe of Halo, it, it, missing out on that it stinks. As a launch game, it'd be really cool too. Yeah, Justin, yeah. what do you think? I, I I think it being you know AAA games get delayed all the time, right? Like you know Zelda, anything. There's no game that's too big. Cyberpunk was delayed twice. Mm-hmm. Last of Us was delayed. So that part is, um, you know, it's not surprising, especially given how the game's reception was. You know, in its big gameplay reveal, it's kind of like unfair as I might may personally have found that the part that does surprise me is what you were saying about it being a launch game. Like that's a, that is a multi-million dollar decision Mm -hmm. to move that game out of the Xbox one X's launch. Like 
they have to, you know, we, we don't know what their marketing plans were, but surely all of their commercials revolved around Halo. Hmm. There's probably a Halo special edition, you know, Xbox or controller. There's probably like the whole thing, most likely. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it probably all hinged around Halo. And so that's the part to me that's like really eye popping. Like, I don't think any game is too big to be delayed, you know, especially a game that's going to be around for years and years, but like, Man, they're gonna launch that console without Halo. Like, yeah. I, I don't. To be fair, we don't know the launch lineup. We don't know what else they have up their sleeve. But, gosh, better be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seth, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that's a huge, huge bummer. That was the thing that I was looking forward to the most. My kids were looking forward to mm-hmm. Halo the most. Yeah, I, think, I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, they they love it, Halo. His kids helped with our coverage. I I threw some <laughs> questions at them like in the moment. I was what was I asking about? It was like oh, you're guess, asking I, it like it was some lore uh, stuff. And he's like oh yeah, those are from the planet Anukai, and they yeah. you know they, they, yeah he just and then he sprint just knows. does it have a sprint button or an equipable thing and an yeah. instant answer. And he knew it is yeah he's a, he's yeah. an expert on Halo. We had the the that like three thousand piece Mega Bloks Scarab set that mm. took about twelve hours to put together big halo family that's we come together and it's a little sad i think i think a lot of people who were sort of on the fence are like yeah you know what i'm gonna go xbox this fall because of halo are now like "Eh, i'm gonna go ps5 so i think this was this was a real real tough i do i i i I completely agree seth like as someone like i'm gonna buy both consoles so you know I'm, i'm i'm platform agnostic but a lot of people are not and like i see this as kind of like a tipping point like if people are like maybe leaning xbox or like i don't know the one x looks pretty cool like i think it's gonna lose like this is gonna sell ps5s in my opinion <laughs> it's basically like playstation 5 and a good lineup again versus the more powerful system um i don't know if that matters like the lineup seems like i've always like been all about the games like the games are really really important and uh if you have spider-man and we got some news on spider-man today that mm-hmm. it has like a full standalone story for miles morales like you know that alone seems like a really cool launch game who knows what el- other launch games they'll have it's a big deal also i think halo looks great yeah i liked yeah, how it looks yeah. and, and if it really is not being released because people complained about it i think that's that's kind of sad I, you know, it's a, it's, I agree, you know, it's an open world game and they're held to a different graphical standard than games where the team has complete control over the environment and what direction the player is moving and what, where enemies come from where, like, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. It felt like cool, like purple and weird Halo. Like it just looks cool. I, I, I can't wait to play a Halo game that looks like Halo again. And this, this is it. Yeah. But I got to say, you know, I'm still playing Ghosts of Tsushima and I continue to be just absolutely sure. stunned at how beautiful that game is. Yeah. So, you know, I, w- I would really expect Halo to be at least that impressive. You know, it, it does strike me as, you know, we talked about this on the show maybe two weeks ago, how like launch games don't really look next gen and it like takes a little yeah. while. And like it, it does strike me as a game that like, you know, when we're at the end of next generation, we'll look back on Halo Infinite and be like, huh. <laughs> like, oh, totally. there's very little there that like couldn't be done on the last gen consoles and you know in fact that game is going to have a last gen version so well maybe you... not that it's delayed another well, year so we haven't seen the haiku sections of uh halo yet so. also true. true are you suggesting that summoner could have been a ps1 game <laughs> fantavision <laughs> yeah i haven't taken a look at um Killzone shadowfall recently but yeah. that probably wouldn't look too impressive today <laughs> 
Um, that's an interesting uh, thought that you just uh, mentioned, Justin. If this, if they take the next year to just make it a full Xbox Series X game and add ray tracing, which it yeah, didn't I do want to. I just misspoke. The game wasn't delayed a year, but it is delayed into next yeah. year. So you, yeah, yeah, we don't have a launch window, but yeah. in that case, Xbox One users would all be losing a Halo game. So it's yeah. just kind of they're in the, they're in a tough spot. It's also, I mean, you know, Microsoft is really, really, really leaning on Xbox as like a platform and like yeah. all these games are PC games, all of them. And I have a gaming PC. So like, you know, I don't know, maybe I like they kind of don't seem to care that much how many Series X consoles are sold. They're kind of just I more mean, about like we want gamers well, in our ecosystem. They stopped yeah, reporting that, that's Xbox a really good One point. sales numbers years ago. I, I should I, I should mention like. Xbox, like, if they're not pushing Halo, they're going to push subscriptions, right? They want people to have access to a bunch of games or sub- subscription service. Like, that, that's actually a good competing point for PlayStation. So if, like, if you can say, like, with your Xbox and a subscription, you get this many games, that, that is cool. I, I think un- that's really cool. It's unbelievable that you can plunk down. I don't know what the first month costs. Like, you know, there's deals for like what if they get it for three months away or something, right? Like, we don't know. Yeah, if you've never like, signed up before, you can get it for $1 at the Microsoft. $1. There you go. You, Deal. you get the entire history <laughs> of first party Microsoft games ever. I think that, like it doesn't have like Blue Dragon. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> wow. It's got it's got all the rest of them and like they're just there. Like it's such a game changer and I know we've ranted about it on this show before, but it's like yeah. it's such a good deal but it's hard to like that's hard, like that's not as flashy as like Miles Morales, right? Like it's not as flashy as like a big new AAA game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's it's an incredible deal, but it's not new, like, yeah. as you said. So you guys have all come around. You're all now back on the Xbox train, right? <laughs> I never left. Actually, I actually don't like. I, I'm saying this in a. I'm just nice about Xbox. I'm so excited for the PlayStation Five. Like I, I I'm yeah. extremely excited to play games on that system. I find it aesthetically repulsive. So it's really <laughs> stupid looking. <laughs> it's like brutally stupid looking. That's true. Yeah, that's I think true. the controller is cool. I, yeah, the controller is nice. They're just starting to become the same controller, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the edges are kind of like morphing, and all yeah. of a sudden they're just going to be like, same controller. Good. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's check in with the yappers. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to say. <laughs> that's, that's not going to catch on the same way. Okay. Well, no. that's fine. Uh, uh, last week, we, you know, We've been talking about how we were, we were testing this uh, video commenting system on IGN, and last week put out a call to get some responses about um, the Spider-Man exclusivity in the PlayStation versions of Marvel's Avengers. This week we put out a call asking what people thought about the Halo Infinite delay, um, and this is something that we'll continue doing, a way to uh, sort of get your faces and voices incorporated into GameScoop. So just be on the lookout for uh, the articles that I link to in the Facebook group each week, uh, which will explain how you can leave your video comment, get your voice on the show. So John is our producer working behind the scenes. Let's roll that beautiful yap footage. <laughs> What's up Omega Cops, my name is Jonathan. As far as the Halo Infinite delay is concerned, I think it's both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because the Xbox Series X was going to have a killer app over the PlayStation and now they don't have that at launch. It's a good thing because I'm reminded of Miyamoto's quote where a game delayed is eventually good and a rushed game is forever bad. Even in today's world with updates and things like that, that holds true. Anthem was a pretty bad game at launch and it still really isn't that great. Even something like No Man's Sky, which eventually became something that is pretty cool, people like me played it at launch, don't really like it that much and are turned off and just don't have time to go back to it really don't want to 
Halo Infinite wasn't going to have the features that people wanted, ray tracing and things like that. Now they can take the time to create the game that's going to be great forever. My name is Jonathan, and I'm out. Oh, good. Very like that. Yeah. Just spoken How like often a true. did you guys hear that Miyamoto quote recently, man? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, I never I heard that when that Cyberpunk was delayed. <laughs> well, like I don't know why quote, it popped up. Yeah, that quote's always been true, but it feels particularly yeah. true like now that games want to have a multi-year-long relationship with you, right? So it's like Halo Infinite, they're going to keep adding to it and updating it, and you know they've made it clear that it's not like a service game in the way that Destiny is, but like they want people coming back to this game forever and ever and ever. So it's like important to put that best foot forward at launch, even more so than a game that's sort of like fire and forget is a one-off. Yeah. They yeah. set a dangerous precedent by naming it infinite because now it has to go on for all of recorded time. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, does anyone remember what game Miyamoto was referring to when he originally made that quote? Yeah, was I like, just looked it up. Was it Ocarina of Time? Yeah, it's, um, it was the launch of the Nintendo 64, hmm. which got delayed by three months to afford his team uh, time to finish their vision. So whatever launch games it was. Would have been Mario sixty four and Pilot Wings, I believe. And Pilot Wings did become perfect. It was perfect at lunch. Lunch, yeah. <laughs> also um, perfect, perfect at lunch. Play Pilot Wings sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we've got uh, one more. Oh, sorry, go Bor- ahead. Borba has asked us to pause. Okay, r- roll the next one. Hey, IGN, uh, Ross Miller in California here. Uh, so the official reason Microsoft gave for this delay was that it's due to COVID. But I think a lot of us are kind of assuming this has to do with the backlash about the graphics uh, in that presentation. So the question I have is, can they really meet people's next-gen expectations while still developing for the Xbox One? So what I'm wondering is, are they using this delay to revamp the game and make it a Series X exclusive and really satisfy those demands? Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah, that's kind of what we were discussing a little bit earlier. Uh, it's just like it's it, it would be really tough because all those existing Xbox One users who for whatever, well, for whatever reason wouldn't be upgrading, they'd be losing that that game. Responses are really good. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a couple of points that he's making. You know, one is like the fact that it is going to have a last gen version doesn't hold back their ability to truly go nuts with the next gen version, right? And like you know, I don't know. I think that's a completely valid perspective and point to have i don't don't really know the answer but you know it's something to consider and keep in mind um to the covid point i I saw other people saying oh they're using that as an excuse and i'm like dude like (laughs) like it is the excuse (laughs) but like i don't see it as an excuse like it completely it makes everything you do harder like it, yeah. every aspect of everybody's job, you know, even at IGN and we're not doing anything as complex as making a big AAA game is much more complicated and challenging and the same, you know, accomplishing the same work and doing the same thing takes longer. Absolutely. Not an excuse. It's a reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also got an old fashioned email about this very topic from Brett Perry in Salt Lake City. So with the recent news of Halo Infinite being delayed and it having the potential to have been one of the best launch titles in years, I was wondering what your favorite launch titles were for each generation. My favorite launch game of all time, this is Brett Perry's, uh, is Resistance Fall of Man, which would have been a PS3 PS3 game. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised to hear. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just don't hear about that game a lot. No, I liked Resistance 2 a lot. They made three of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Insomniac. You know what's crazy is that I, I always think of when I'm thinking back now, I think of like my mis- most disappointing console launches because like the the nobody's ever really matched the original Nintendo run of uh, you know Mario's at launch. Like it's just yeah. never gotten as good as that, and yeah. um, that's really tough. I mean, I think the last if I have to think of the most recent launch game I liked, it was like Twilight Princess on Wii. It was just really cool to have that at launch, and then you know Breath of the Wild and Switch. Like those are really cool. Nintendo usually nails it. But boy, mm-hmm. have they screwed that up before that? <laughs> DS, oh my gosh! They Most had nothing for DS at the time. It was like this. Uh, there was Ridge Racer. You controlled the Ridge Racer for DS. Pack picks. Yeah. You controlled the steering with the, the stylus. <laughs> most most launches are bad. More way more of them are bad than than not than good. It takes like a year. Yeah, three sixty had a rough launch. Yeah, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> On blue uh, perfect HD DVD cameo, yes, and then tons of HD DVDs. Yes, I still got a whole bunch in the basement. Do you really? I bought the add-on. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was Man. all in on HD DVD. Those you don't have cases to. are hot. You don't have to keep them. You can get. You're allowed to get rid of them. <laughs> no, you can't get rid of them. No, no. you can't. You're t- you're bound. It's a curse. <laughs> Without a bookman's nearby, there's no way. <laughs> uh, uh, the. It's an obvious answer, but it's like Mario 64, right? Yeah. It's like the greatest yeah, yeah, launch yeah. game. Yeah. Of all that and I mean, Breath of the Wild. And I mean, Mario World is also in Mario World, a good yeah, contender. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. Nintendo really knew what, what they were, were doing. The, what were the PlayStation 1 and 2 launch games? Nobody knows. So one would have been... Um, I don't know. Two, um, two had Time Splitters. Time Splitters, that was a big yes. one. And Fantavision, the fireworks <laughs> game. It's okay. oh, yeah. two Fantavision references this week. Did it I have believe... like Parappa or something? No, there was a Rayman game, game that no. came that no. launched with the PlayStation One. Ridge Racer, the original Ridge Racer, launched with PS One. It's always Ridge Racer in first. I love, I love the Ridge Racer franchise. I'm really? Not afraid to admit, I was probably the best in the state of Maine. Ridge <laughs> wow, Racer. race those wow. courses flawless. Are there arcade games in America for Ridge Racer? There were, yeah. I remember playing. Really. Uh, Sit down, cabinet, Ridge Racer. Yeah, it, yeah, because I know they're all over Japan. I just had never, I never thought of. So, yeah, I can't, I can't think of seeing one. In I actually game. wrote a guide for Ridge Racer Two. If you look it up on Web Archive, you might be able. Which to Which system find was that for? That was for PlayStation One. Okay, Whoa. so it was like you wrote like a FAQ. I wrote yes, I wrote an FAQ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is <laughs> it on game? Is it on Game Facts? No, 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 there wasn't a Game Facts back then. This was like oh. 1996. Oh. I wrote it on my own website on through my server. dial-up ISP. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that is really cool. I used to look up Mortal Kombat uh, fatality codes on the my parents both are university professors, and on their university like you know internet, <laughs> I would go on there and then they'd be like, "Don't don't look at these sections." You know, there's like yeah. code at that time for like nudes, but it was all ASCII, you know. Yeah. And then um and then uh but yeah, they had a section for Mortal Kombat and other games. Something like that. you go to the arcade with your print down, be like, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah. That's one of the very first things I remember ever using on the internet. I looked up Mortal Kombat fatalities, and then I looked up pictures of skydiving. So just people skydiving. Wow. <laughs> I remember them telling me not to go in sections marked flame, because yeah. that was people ranting, but they would yeah. probably have swears or something. I don't really Oof. know. Like that's not, a, that's not an internet term much anymore, but it was yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah. yeah. Like flame war, we know, right? That yeah. came from yeah. that. But boy, we don't say that anymore. Isn't that weird? I was curious whatever happened whatever happened to Ridge Racer. Uh, Seth, have you followed it? Uh, the last Ridge Racer I remember playing was Ridge Racer 6. And I don't even remember if that was on PlayStation That would have been 3 2000. Or... That's 2005 on 360. 
They just they just made one like two or three years ago, didn't they? So Ridge Racer Unbounded was 2012. Heck yeah. It was apparently a large departure and focused on vehicular combat like Burnout. Mm. Yeah, see, mm. I, didn't, I don't like that at all. I like the arcade style racing of the original first two or three Ridge Racer games. By the way, one of those Ridge Racer games, original website, they never updated it, but they also never took it down. I can't cool. remember which one it is, but it's out um, there. I was going to call out, uh, I, I, I would say this is up there. I would say tied with my first my first place nominations for best launch game of all time is uh, Game Boy with Tetris. It was so amazing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, it, and I just didn't put it down for, for a decade. You know, it, it's like what a yeah. cool match for the system. Um, it came with a system, which is also something that that launch games don't do anymore. It was a pack in. And like, you have you know, game on pass the cover, <laughs> on the cover. Yes. On the cover of the Game Boy, uh, you know, box, there's a, a original, you know, Tetris screen, you know, on the, on the Game Boy that the robot hands are playing. It's so cool. What about yeah. shout out? Shout out to Wii Sports, too. Yeah. Wii Sports oh, yeah. is great. And we didn't yeah. expect it to be. Right. Like it was no. like, oh, this is these all these other systems are getting these like cool, perfect, dark games, stuff like that. Um. And then we sports like started making the rounds and then it was totally fun. And having friends over playing it was really, really, really great. We all expected the Wii to be the death of Nintendo. That was <laughs> absolutely the expectation and the vibe amongst like, you know, the hardcore gamers and people that worked in this business. Like they've lost their mind. It was coming off of the third place GameCube and that was it for Nintendo. Yep. Seth, you nailed it, man. Their launch games for PlayStation, they're very, very sparse. And one of them is Ridge Racer. Yeah. And it, and it looks really good. It's like a cool 3D game yeah, that nobody yeah, else a, would have had at the time. It right? was yeah, it was mind blowing. You know what another one is though that I wouldn't have expected? Rayman. I said well, Rayman. No, Seth, Seth, oh, Seth, okay. Said that. Thank you. For and there was a NHL like ninety six maybe. NBA Jam was on it too. <laughs> did, you, did you mention Wipeout? That was Europe only, which sucks because Wipeout was really cool and people like yeah. that here. Yeah. What was, what was the one where you're like a rabbit? The the, where you jumping straight up yeah, in the air. Yeah. What was that called? Oh, that was, oh yeah. They put that on the PlayStation Classic. Jumping yeah. Flash, right? Yeah. I like that game. Yeah. I don't know if that was a launch game, but I like it. It was an early game, at least. Yeah. Okay. And then, go ahead. Well, I was going to move us on, unless you got <laughs> okay. it. Okay. No, Let's fine. move on. Uh, surprise game announcement that caught my eye. I believe it caught Seth's eye this week, but it probably didn't catch Sam's eye. Uh, it was G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, an yes. all-new G.I. Joe game coming this year, October 13th, to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Allows you to play as 12 characters across Team Joe and Team Cobra, oh, which man. I was just informed is not a terrorist organization any longer. No. The yeah, game agents of chaos. <laughs> There's an 18, okay. 18 mission campaign, uh, single player campaign, uh, with also local split screen co op. Yes. And then there's a variety of PvP modes. Uh, the campaign's an original story based on the 80s comics, taking you to Cobra headquarters and the USS Flag. Confirmed oh. playable characters include Duke, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Destro, Roblox, and Storm Shadow. And then the look of the game, if you saw the trailer, it kind of looks like Borderlands, has sort of a cell shaded look yeah. to it. I, don't, I was very surprised. Um, but then I learned who was making the game, and I was less enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, it's, no. It's Game Mill, uh, makers of such games as Nickelodeon Kart Racers 1 and 2, American Ninja Warrior, and Country Dance All-Stars. Mm. Mm. Who could forget? So I Boy, don't And also, you name your studio Game Mill. It just seems like you just <laughs> turned it out. I think, <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I think Nickelodeon Kart Racers has like a good rep. 
It's like a good like yeah, B two kart racer. Yeah, I think so. No, I like I I was never a GI Joe kid. I was a Ninja Turtles kid. Oh, oh there he is. I couldn't oh. tell if it was going to be tiny human or big cat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's more like a big human and yeah. tiny cat. Uh, yeah. But guys, Kingo is turning one year old tomorrow. Oh, wow. happy birthday! One happy birthday. year old. You guys going to get a, a cool cake? Yeah, Kim's oh, making him, the, uh, the cake tonight. I hope it's like R two D two or something like that. Not until you're one. You can't podcast until you're one. <laughs> <laughs> it's nap time. Nap time for Kingo. Um, yeah, I don't know, Seth. What you're? Uh, you've got some uh, GI Joe figures. I do around you there. Is that also an old calculator? Yeah, I got this at Goodwill. It's a it's a calculator from 1976. I just knocked over all my GI Joes. That it's is Texas so cool. Instruments TI 5100. Can you hand that to me wow. while you guys talk about GI Joe? <laughs> no i love this calculator <laughs> these are gi joe classified series and the art style is very very reminiscent especially when i saw snake eyes i realized this is probably tied into these new this new line of like six inch joe figures that i adore and i love and i'm i collect them all like pokemon well, but if you like them so much why don't you take them out of the box well because i only just took them out of the box they sent them to me <laughs> yesterday to show them off <laughs> When <laughs> we talked about it on NG, but you will take the figures out of the plastic. Maybe I don't know. And then I have <laughs> this special edition one that they didn't send to me that Ooh. I bought on my own. Wow. And this bad boy was forty dollars, and now it's one hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> on eBay. Good Wait, what's inside that? What's inside that? This is a Snake Eyes. It's a special edition Snake Eyes. I mean, this is like, I mean, Sam's probably got records that have the same sort of like really great packaging. Like, look at that. Oh, I mean, how cool. could how could I resist? And then. Hold on a second. Just vamp while I try to open this because it's, you know. Um, I got a uh, package in the mail this week that I'm not going to open. I got the Lego NES set. You did? Yeah. And it's, oh, well, I was like, oh, this will be a great box to have on, you know, if I ever have a desk again, Uh, it'll be great, right? It'll look really cool. And it's, 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 it's so big. It's bigger than a pinball back glass. It's, it's, you know, I oh, can't. Oh, wow. Even, I didn't realize it's that. It's a giant box. It is oh. huge. It's three times the size of an NES box. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Does it have a, it's like four feet by three feet. Does it have a cool uh, snake eyes charcoal Ooh, drawing? Oh or, Wait, but what does it have to do with this snake is the best eyes? Part. Look at snake eyes. He's got a special packaging. And then he's got this weapons holder right here that's like, it's made cool. to look like it's ivory. All these <laughs> Psy, Katana, Ninja, Axes, all the things that a ninja would want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything a growing ninja needs. I don't, I don't know this world of G.I. Joe, but has there ever been a good G.I. Joe game? Because I've played two. Yes, yes the NES. NES ones. The NES, NES game was good. The first one, mm-hmm. I don't know about the second one, but the first one is actually underrated. It's a good, fun sort of game. And, and Sam, yeah. I showed you the Konami arcade game. That oh, looks yeah, really cool. It's where, where the camera's behind you and you're running. Yeah. It's like Space Harrier, that sort of view. Yeah. Really? That's a good a running gun game where you're running into the screen. It's yeah, really, that should have really, gotten cool. home, home console ports. Yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, so, Seth, what do you think of this game? I mean, I was really excited until you took the Sorry. wind out of my sails with being like, this is from the makers of, what is it, Country Line <laughs> Dance Simulator? Uh, Country Dance All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> what What is that? I'm really curious what that Must is. Must be like a Just Dance but dancing to like, it's probably, it is probably is line dancing. Okay. Hey, yeah, I don't I mean, want to yuck anybody's really, yum. <laughs> I like the look of it. It sounded fun. You know, the co-op or local co-op is something that's exciting and thrilling to me. I like the yeah. shell shading, cell shading style of it. This 
definitely looks like a 39.99 game just from like all yeah. I've seen of it so far. But hey, I like that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe this is the game Game Mill has always wanted to make and they've been That's biding their time. Right. Biding their Which time making kart racers and American Ninja Warrior. And now they're like, finally, this is our this is our halo. We've talked a lot about this show, lamented the death of the single A game, and it may be yeah. a little generous to call this single A. Maybe it's like a B plus game. But like that middle, you know, you either get shovelware crap or you get, you know, big unbelievable triple a experiences and there's not much in the way of that middle ground anymore and gi yeah. joe seems to slot nicely into that in my opinion i'm yeah. hopeful do you, get, do you guys think Bionic commando is the best gi joe game of all time no <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now well, i told max this metal gear solid 5 is the best gi joe game oh ever. that's a good one you have that is action a good figures one. and vehicles and vehicles bases, mm-hmm. and yep. mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. pretty good yeah love that game I love that. Maybe it's time for me to get into GI Joe toys. Yeah, (laughs) there's a really cool sandbox out back of my house, and I (laughs) just—I've been wanting to have an excuse to just get in there. They're re-releasing all the vehicles from the uh, original three and a quarter inch or five eighths inch line. So, what about that giant aircraft carrier, the USS Flag? Only the five richest kings of Europe had had that. (laughs) Yeah, are they re-releasing that? No, they're not re-releasing that one. No, because I'm aware of that. Seven foot toy. toy. Like, yeah. I only knew one kid. He lived like in a house on the hill. Yeah, that's how big the NES Lego box is. It's seven feet tall. Yeah, I, I saw the packaging for that. I think it folds in half and then it goes in a big box. Yeah, that's. I think that's how it was. Sold. I've never seen otherwise... one in real life. It's always been my dream to see yeah. the USS flag in real life. Someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it there. Your dream is just to see it? <laughs> you don't even want to own it. No, I don't. You're going to have to go to a G.I. Joe convention, of which. Those exist. I would um, super go. Yeah. You could also, uh, do you think it floats? No, it does not float. Okay. It is not. It's, it's a, good to know. Because first of all, there's no bathtub that's seven feet uh, long anyway. No, I was thinking it's a bathtub. Well, uh, no, it does not float. All right. Well, maybe that's our goal is to reissue <laughs> to, this toy and make it an actual manageable boat. <laughs> if someone if someone reissued that toy oh and, like, oh, and let it float, it would make... Ten million dollars on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. It really it would. would have like a hashtag: Make flag float. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a PSA, I just searched um, to see if the GI Joe movie, the original animated GI Joe movie, was available to stream anywhere, and it is on Stars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So if you have wow. Stars, you can stream. There's, there's a reason now. Yeah. Stream. <laughs> G.I. <laughs> Joe animated movie. I can finally, I'm excited. Uh, I can finally tell uh, you guys uh, about an awesome new Netflix show that's coming soon on August 19th. If you watch The Toys That Made Us, which uh, is very relevant to what we were just talking about, because there's a whole yeah, episode about sure. G.I. Joe. Seth, did you watch that one? I absolutely watched it. And uh, Parker, my 12 year old, watched it without even, he just decided he wanted to watch it and learn about toys. Cool. So he was obsessed too. Well, so if you watched the toys that made us and thought, man, they should really do a games that made us, they did. It's not called that, it's called just High Score, uh, but it's a, a documentary series coming to Netflix on August 19th that is, is just as good as the toys that made us were. Uh, I watched okay. the whole thing. It's six episodes, six like hour long episodes. And they're all really, really good. Are they about a single, a single game or a company or a creator? No, or how it, but each one has like a focus. So the, the first one starts in the very beginning with the, the creator of Space Invaders. 
and then they go through Pac-Man, and then the guys that made Miss Pac-Man in the U.S. They interview them. So cool. Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then nasty. episode two is all about Nintendo, uh, starting with uh, Donkey Kong and the rise of the NES. And then they interview Gail Tilden, who I believe cool. was the fifth employee at Nintendo of America. Cool. And uh, the person who launched Nintendo Power, yeah, like that was her whole project. And they have this. She's like in the whole episode. It's amazing. And I think she's a, she's like a wine person now. She might oh, cool. live on a she might live on a vineyard. Oh, nice. Cool. That was Mike D. That's how he describes his career now. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. a wine guy. Did you uh <laughs> did you see do you remember did you watch you watch the whole show, Damon? Yeah. Yeah. The Dylan Cuthbert, they interviewed the Argonaut guys making Star Fox and they were mm-hmm. making it in some like weird closet at Nintendo, like off on their own. And they said that that was the only area that Miyamoto was allowed to smoke in the whole building. <laughs> cool. And so he was constantly showing up. And like at that time in the 90s, he's quit smoking now. I don't know if this is true, but supposedly he was smoking like 60 cigarettes a day. Wow. <laughs> and like, um, so they were always trying to work on something really cool and neat whenever he was like, oh, Miyamoto's back. He's smoking another <laughs> cigarette back there. <laughs> yeah, that's from... The sixth and final episode about games going into 3D. So they talk a lot about Star Fox and then Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. And they interview John Romero about that stuff. Episode three uh, focuses on uh, graphical adventure games on computers. And they uh, interview Roberta Williams uh, from Sierra. Oh, cool. uh, so that's oh, all really that's cool. cool. Episode four is all about the console. I wars Sierra between... was based out of Arizona. One of the very few companies. Could be. Uh, episode four is about the console wars between Sega and Nintendo. And Thomas Kalinske is in the whole episode, uh, former head of Sega of America. Uh, and he like writes out their whole like six point plan to take down Nintendo on a chalkboard the way they were thinking about it back in the day. It's oh, awesome. That's so cool. And then episode five is about Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. So the whole thing is really, really cool. I loved it. It's out August 19th on Netflix. Not stars. Don't get that confused. They're, they're <laughs> stars is where you go for G.I. Joe. Netflix is where you go for high score. Yep, I'll make a note of that and pin it to my TV. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Tanner from Lakeville, Minnesota did. Tanner says, I've received emails from Atari toting their release of their new console, touting, uh, but I haven't heard much about it from IGN. What's going on with it? Is it another Ouya? Waiting to happen for four hundred dollars. It seems like it has to do something worthwhile, right? Uh, what what would it have to do to stay afloat? That Atari uh, VCS is four hundred dollars. Yes, I didn't know that. I know that's Me why either. you never announce your price before the PlayStation Five and the Xbox. <laughs> four hundred dollars for a new Atari. They haven't announced any new games for it, as far as I can tell. They've announced that there's a um, Atari. A, a, like a, a library of, of 100 Atari 2600 games you can play on it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Over one megabyte of games. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with this. You can pre-order right now uh, for $400 and you get guaranteed delivery by December 24th. Oh, um, oh perfect. Oh, so there is a release date of delivery by December 24th. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yep. Um, I saw the system, but it was not playable at E3 or if it was playable, I think I watched somebody play it and whatever was on that was playing was not the point of what I saw, but I just saw like a bunch of like plastic form factors mm. and uh, they were all amazing because they look like they are something out of Blade Runner and hilarious oh. and, you know, have a cool Atari logo and have cool angles and wood grains and plastic and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's really cool looking. It's just, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to do. 
Do you remember that, Damon? Do you remember when I, 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 I that was one of the weird E3 experiences too. This is common, I know, but I don't ever do these where you go to a hotel room and do mm. the thing, you know, do the, the appointment there. And it was like in a suite and the suite had like the bed in it, which is always weird. Right. And yep. then like, there's like the tables that you do in your desk that you do stuff at. And then on all of those, which is <laughs> Atari junk. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I just went from yeah. table to table. It's like, this is what the guts look like. This is a form factor that we 3d printed. And I like guess, you know, they're all really nice. And it was interesting to see it, but yeah. Yeah. It sounds shady to say you're, you're meeting them at a hotel, but it's fairly common at, yeah. uh, at shows like E3 uh, and the Game Developers Conference, uh, the developer will go to the show, but they're not buying a booth. So that just the only space they have to show you what they're showing you is their hotel room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trunk of a car. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the developer that does that. <laughs> <laughs> the trunk of the car. Well, developer has a big hit on their hands right Dude, now. They so, they so do. And they've had a couple of cool games this year mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. But man, and I, Fall Guys is blowing up. No, oh, I'm, I'm not disparaging them. I just their E3 mm-hmm. presence is funny every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, I got to be honest. I played. Uh, I played a couple rounds of Fall Guys by myself, and I was like, eh, I don't really see it. Um, but then uh, my wife had heard about it, and she was interested. Mm-hmm. She wanted to see, and then she was totally into watching me play. She I, she watched me play multiple games, and she well, because that's a backseat driving game too, right? You can yeah. just be like, do this, like do fun. this, no, do this better, do this, do this better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the, after that, I, I I had a better understanding of why people. Are, are digging it so much. It's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about this uh, Atari 2600. I, it's $400. They haven't announced any new games for it. There's but also have a television. 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 Amico. Amico. But that one got delayed. Uh-oh. Uh, into uh, next year. That has games. I've played games on it. Oh, well, really? that one That one has Earthworm Jim 4. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? It's really? Got- I, didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Earthworm Jim 4. I want Earthworm Wait, what was Earthworm Jim 3? <laughs> Maybe it is wait. 3, actually. Whatever whatever the next Earthworm Jim is. There's I remember one, one in the Super Nintendo. Yeah, there's probably some third. There's, like, they, they probably made Earthworm Jim 3 for, like, the PS2. <laughs> like, it something was, weird. It's probably Earthworm Jim 3D, now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, this is Will from Jersey City. Says, hey, Omega Cops, I'm a longtime listener. I've never written in before, but I had to when I heard the crew talking about how there used to be ads in video games and how it seemingly went away. Seth, this is something we were talking about last week. Uh, Will says, I work in advertising, and I might be able to explain why this form of advertising went away. The likely reason is that it simply didn't work compared to other types of ads. The consumer journey from seeing a Duracell ad in Alan Wake to purchasing batteries is pretty long. The player has to stop what they're doing, open their phone, or go to the store and buy some Duracell batteries over the cheaper store brand. By comparison, an ad placed on the IGN homepage is a much shorter consumer journey. The user clicks on the Duracell ad, and just like that, they can add it to their Amazon cart. There are probably other reasons why in-game ads were discontinued, but just wanted to give you the perspective of someone who gets paid to think about this stuff. But there's also, but how does that jive with like an ad in a magazine? Exactly. Um, yeah, like I, was, I was also going to point out that, although I'm not in advertising, I was of the understanding that brand awareness is is almost as valuable as, as you know, guiding them to make a purchase, right? Which is the reason why brands like Coke and McDonald's continue to advertise, even though they lead their re- industries. You got to keep yeah, up like the brand you, awareness. You can't buy something you don't know exists. Um, um I, there was a company wanna, go ahead, Sam. Well, this is really important, so I thought I'd cut in. Earthworm Earthworm Jim 3D does exist. It was for the Nintendo 64. We did 64, man. What, what, did, I, what did IGN give it? Um 
I don't know if we... Oh, we would have reviewed it, huh? Well, let me check it out. We gave it a... I'm six out of ten. Six All right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Knowing nothing, nothing also, about it. That sounds weirdly, good. Damon reviewed it. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, we gave it a 7.3 out of 10 on the Nintendo 64, though. That was the PC score. Oh. Um, um, there was a huge company, uh, an in-game advertising company, I want to say around 2001 and two when uh, consoles were first connected to the internet, and it was using that technology to pump dynamic ads into your games that if you drove by a billboard in your racing game, the ad would like like it would be Mountain Dew one day and would be a new movie like the next day like in the same way banner ads work on the internet and um, their whole thing was uh, they had these really really deep sophisticated analytics of like they would know exactly how many frames and how long that ad was viewed by the player and like at how oblique an angle so like the ad was taking up this percentage of the screen space and um, and they went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like for like for like a hot second that was like the business in video games, and then you know yeah, I remember not... the there was a PlayStation One game that was the first game I remember seeing ads, and I remember it being so novel that like magazines reported on. It was like a like a hover jet ski game. It might have been called hover mm. jet ski, and it had Mountain Dew ads in it, and it was extremely effective because I drink Mountain Dew all the time. But I remember <laughs> that specifically as being like the like we were all like so amazed we stopped to look. Like, oh, it's Mountain Dew. That's a real thing. And it's in this, you know, hoverboard game. It was called uh, out um, in-game ads. Uh, like, there's Pizza Hut ads in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 on NES last last week when we were talking about this. But then I got thinking, and, like, there's – I mean, first of all, there's entire games that are ads, right? Like, they're just – McKids. Yo, yo yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 7-Up Spot. And those go back to interesting times with uh, like Atari has this really cool rare game for uh, I think it's Purina brand dog food called oh, Chase, yeah. Chase the Chase Chuck the Wagon, Chuck Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> which was like an ad which has like a little Conestoga wagon covered wagon with like the dog chasing it in the kitchen. <laughs> like that's do you the, remember those Atari ad? games about? I've seen On it TV? subsequently. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those like and loving them as a little kid, like just yeah. tiny little. It made me want my parents to go out yeah. and buy Purina dog chow to have a yeah. tiny little wagon. I would run never buy anything but Purina. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have a dog. Uh, Sam, have you seen the Kool Aid game for Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was like something you had to like. It was a magazine ad, and then you had to send in proof of purchase. Yeah, Chase the Chuck Wagon was too. Yeah. Kool-Aid game. Oh, right. I knew yeah. somebody who had the Kool-Aid oh. game. It's probably like you, valuable now. Damn it. You probably. just reminded me of, of Chex Quest, which was a Doom yeah. mod. Which they re-released. They made yeah. a new version of it. <laughs> Chex, uh, Chex Quest HD. It just came mm. out. That's great. There, there are some funny mascot ones. There's a Chester Cheetah uh, Cheetos yeah. game on Super Nintendo. Very I bad. Like start to finish. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. It's a terrible Very bad. game. Yeah, and yeah. There's just a whole history of, of like let's, and then of course there's good games like Sneak King, right? There's those yep. those advertisements. I was gonna bring those up. Yeah, I mean that good should be in quotes there. Probably isn't <laughs> they were you know for six bucks at the I time. Know, yeah. It was pretty Sneak cool. King's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. I played it recently. The other Burger King games probably weren't as great. And there was also like a Doritos free racing yeah. game that was available through Xbox Live. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a Toyota Yaris racing game. <laughs> yes, yeah, Still terrible. Oh, <laughs> real, real bad. <laughs> But when you can get a free game on Xbox Live, then that that was like yeah. novel. Like so many yeah. people got that. Like, That's what why I downloaded. It. I was like, oh my god, they're giving yeah. you a, a game for free! Holy yeah. cow! 
Yeah. 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 It's smart. Man, I love the last generation of games. The, the 360 generation is so good. Yeah. It's about um, to be last, the second to last generation of games. I know. Uh, okay, one more email. This is Joaquin from Mexico. It says, first of all, let me thank you. I've been a hey listener for the last four years. And since then, GameScoop has been my go-to podcast while I clean the house. Nice. Lately, I've been pondering buying a new console, and this is a huge deal for me. I am an avid Nintendo gamer, not because I hate other consoles, but because growing up, money was limited, and I decided to stick with Nintendo even years after I finished college and started working and moved out from my home. Last year, I played Witcher 3 on Switch. I really liked it. In fact, I like it so much, I started wondering if I should buy another console. Mm -hmm. I thought an Xbox was a good choice because of Game Pass, but after the most recent presentation, I don't feel attracted to the exclusives. I think I'm leaning towards buying a PS4 so I can experience a lot of games that over the years have piqued my interest, such as Death Stranding, Last of Us, and Red Dead Redemption 2, and most recently, Ghosts of Tsushima. So my question is, should I buy a PS4 or maybe wait to get a PS5? Interesting question. Mm-hmm. I have an obvious answer is you should oh. wait because you can't even buy a PlayStation 4. They're sold out everywhere. I, I, I've been noticing that. I, I, That's I've, crazy. I, I, that did a little search. Yeah. I did a little search. You at least can't find any of those good bundles anymore. What about a no. launch yeah. one? You might be able to find a used launch play if you want to download your games at like a maximum of two megabits per second but um, they're, they're they're not as like they're not as hard to find as like a switch but like they're not you can't walk into a store and buy a ps4 very many places yeah and if you want a ps4 pro forget it those are yeah 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 i mean wow. you know the yeah. thing about the ps5 is how backwards compatible is it right so you know if he's been exclusively a nintendo gamer if you get an Xbox, you're guaranteed to be able to play that entire back library of Xbox games, right? Because they're very, very buttoned up and, you know, and they have Game Pass. But with PS5, I don't want to misspeak. I'm actually not sure what their commitment to PS4 backwards compatibility is. Mm-hmm. Um, At first, they said the, the, the top, 100, top most, 100 games, most popular games are going to be playable. And then after that, they said eventually, you know, you know yeah. mo- almost everything will be playable on it. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, that's a consideration too. Where like you're not just playing like this new generation of games. You're trying to play, you know, catch up on an entire library of. Mm-hmm. That's like so exciting. That's so cool. Like I've never played a Halo. I've never played an Uncharted. To go back through all of those. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's making them. If you haven't played a lot of, if so many of these are cross platform, then like that's when the subscription service in an Xbox sounds really good, right? Because yeah. you're gonna save so much just going just going through all those all those games. He could also but it might not include the games you want to play. He could also build or buy a PC, and then yeah. he would get he would get PC games and Xbox games, and cross save uh, with The Witcher Three because it saves on your Switch and crosses over to your PC. Ooh, that'd be a yeah. good jump to make, but that's a really expensive uh, version of. Oh, Anthem it's not so bad. IGN deals on Twitter are always uh, no. on those good prices at you. <laughs> Yeah, I think I used PS4 to play things like uh, the games he mentioned, plus like Metal Gear Solid Five that we mentioned earlier and stuff would be really fun. Yeah, I think the end of generation, we've talked about this before, is such a fun mm-hmm. time to get a console. Like just yes. you have a plethora of dozens of games and they all are so cheap that they just rain from the sky. <laughs> it's a really great it's a really great feeling. Yeah, that's true. Um but I don't know. The, these games that he's mentioning, I, I'm expecting all of them to be backwards compatible on PS5. Mm-hmm. So like with the lack of any sort of good deal on a PS4 right now, you know, you're only like three months away. Yeah. Maybe just maybe just wait out. for PS5. Yeah. There's plenty to play on Switch. I mean, there's no, nothing new to play, but 
<laughs> Still good old stuff. On on October thirteenth, you can play GI Joe. Yeah. Wait, is that when does Pikmin come out? Are they going head to head? Pikmin comes uh, out October thirtieth. Okay. Okay. Yeah, plenty of time to get through GI Joe. I feel like putting out a port of Pikmin right now would have been a really good move. Right? Yeah. Uh, they just put out Paper Mario. Months. I know, but like you it's know, people are starting to finish up Paper Mario and yeah. Pikmin seems like a good game to throw people after Animal Crossing, like Paper Mario was, but gotta wait now. Yeah. If I were um <laughs> if I were a first party game company, I would try to have a new game every month that we put out. That'd be it's my that, goal. It's that easy. I, just, I would try. I would uh, try the summer. I feel like every time there's like good summer games that everybody's playing at once, like they get a lot of attention. Yeah. 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 And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our oh suggestion this week comes from Nikita. A, a, a so, one, a one, a one word name, just Nikita. Let the questioning begin. Seth, is this? Are, are you in this to win? Is that one of our questions? Because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm always no. in it to win it. Okay. I mean, because learning yeah. how jokey we're going to get. Yeah, the answer is I don't think Sam and I are particularly in this to win <laughs> at this point in the year 2020 and <laughs> year six of 20 questions. I don't know how I can go downstairs and face my children if we don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's um, good to know. No, I'm just. So I love getting the 20 questions. If we can get it on question 20, that's the best. Okay. All right, why don't you just kick it off then, Seth? Oh, uh, 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 was this game made before 1999? No. He is in a 20. Right? So now we got 2,000 <laughs> included. Yeah. And it's uh, not and, a square. And, no, no, no. And we have 1999 included. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Good start. Should we ask if it came out after 2003? <laughs> we got to start rephrasing that question. Uh, well, no, I think we should just let Seth keep going here. Okay. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I, you can ask. I usually I wait till like two more questions have been asked so I can uh, formulate my next one. Uh, okay. Was this game uh, exclusive to one platform when it released? No. <laughs> I just want to ask if it's exclusive to two platforms now. What <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is uh, so? This is from after the year 1998. That's what we established, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> does this have? Uh, did this come out on a, a, a you know a compact disc based media? Yes. Uh, did this game come out on the current generation of consoles? No. Originally. No. And when you say compact disc, that excludes Blu-ray and DVD. No, this is a disc. It's just comp- a disc. We're just, just talking about a disc. It, ex- it excludes uh, bigger discs. It's a compact disc. Oh, so it's not a laser disc. It's yeah, not right. uh, Dragon's Lair. No, it's, okay. it's not a video disc. It's not a you know, LP. Yeah. It's a compact <laughs> disc. Drag- Those Dragon's are inconvenient discs. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, pr- uh, is this from the Xbox 360 generation? No, that's five. What? So what does that mean? That means OG Xbox and GameCube and PS2 are all we're left with. No, it could be uh, the this. Uh, we no, asked this. You're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, was this game developed in the United States? 
Um, yes. Oh, <laughs> pretty, mm. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> could be Canada. Um, uh, was this on GameCube? It's available on GameCube. No. Okay. Was it on PS2? Yes. Okay, good. Man, it's so much easier for me to know the GameCube library than the Xbox PS2 library. But it's probably PS2, PC, or PS2, Xbox. Was this a... Oh, you guys can ask questions, sorry. It's on PS2. Is the developer still in business? No. Oh. Would you call this a violent game? Cartoonishly. That's 10. Cartoonishly violent on PlayStation 2. If there were a trigger warning, it, it would be uh, for right. cartoonish violence. Is this a, based on a license? No. Uh, do you uh, shoot gun things with guns in this game? Yes. Cartoonishly. Maybe it's a Could Ratchet be- and Clank game. Could be. T- they're still. They're still in business. Uh, it yeah. could be time splitters. Yeah. Mm. Is this really a f- weird? Is this a first-person shooting game? No. Okay. Can't oh. be times. Can't be time splitters. Hmm. Is it a 3D game? Yes. Okay. Whew, we're in trouble on this one. <laughs> Are there like um? Is is a focus of this game multiplayer? No, that's fifteen. Okay, that's good. That illuminates. We don't like. It could be like, it doesn't have to be like. There weren't that many third-person shooters back then. Like it probably is something more Ratchet and Clank like. Yeah, like platforming, third-person, run around, shoot crap. But it's on multiple systems, so maybe it's Destroy All Humans. Yeah, Destroy All Humans is a good guess. I don't know who the original developer was. Idos. Well, I just default to Idos. (laughs) <laughs> they published it. I think it was the developer that made um, like Mercenaries, um, which it's oddly been coming up on the show <laughs> the last yeah. few weeks. Um, yeah, but it could be like maybe we need to ask if it's militaristic. Then, I li- do you do you play as a human? No, could I be uh, destroy them. It could be destroy all humans. <laughs> so wait, okay, so you don't play as a human, but Damon, does the game take place on Earth? Yes. I think you um, got it, Sam. Yeah. Could be. I mean, I, I think also also <laughs> THQ did destroy all humans, right? I don't know. Yes. I think that would be right. Now that Do is the object of the game to destroy all humans? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Seth, you know Seth, what? Do it. What? Is I, it destroy I, all humans? Yes, it oh! is destroy all humans. Nicely job. I think I think the developer is pandemic. Pando- yeah. The developer right? is pandemic, which so they're not in business it? anymore. Uh, it was THQ who published it. Okay. Yes. But I was it makes me wonder what yeah, that took a while for me to get to. If if the developer pandemic were still around today, it'd be a little oh, like boy. Yeah. Can't put out but any also, games for a while. Also, they just put out a game about destroying all humans, and that's what the pandemic's doing. So <laughs> that's a good I point. mean, let's let, let's yeah. let's be honest here. <laughs> 
True. It just doesn't matter how it's happening. Is this really the time to talk about destroying all humans? Uh, they got bought by EA, and then EA yeah. shuttered them, which is EA has a, a history of doing doing that to developers. Yeah, that game seems like really, you know what's funny. I was looking in the strategy guide that our our old strategy guide for that game, um, just to see like what needed to be cleaned up and stuff. And uh, I remember that game being like kind of sharp and like looking really good. Like that game was so grainy and muddy 3D. Yeah. Like it's crazy to see PS2 open world games now. I mean, you guys have seen GTA 3 since then. It's, it's what, really funny looking. Everybody's memories of 3D games from that era are not like it, the HD remake looks the way you remember it looking in mm-hmm. your mind because you were playing it on a really tiny, crappy television. Yeah. And the connectors <laughs> yeah. are just bad. Right. So yep. like even our screenshots from IGN at the time were like done through an RCA cable. There was an HDMI like that's crazy. You know, like there is component yeah. if you were lucky. And that's still yeah. like not a great signal. Because the, the po- S video. Like, yeah, sometimes like, the, the you know, the polygon counts and the frame rates and some of that stuff is usually like it's usually like, OK. Yeah. yeah. But then the whole the whole thing's running just at like three three twenty P. That's <laughs> that's the problem. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Destroy All Humans was on PS2 and Xbox, so yes, Sam, it was exclusive to two platforms. <laughs> it wasn't on. It wasn't on PC, huh? No. Oh no, uh, that's great. Was it exclusive to two platforms? All right, we got that <laughs> in our belt now. Yeah. Did this come out before 1996? <laughs> uh, okay, thank you for the suggestion, Nikita. Listeners and viewers, if you have your own suggestions for uh, 20 questions, send them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Seth, thanks, thanks for uh, stepping in for Tina this week. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you to Justin. Thank you to Sam. Thank you to Borba working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. <laughs>